Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. A recent survey was done about where people want to travel when it's safe to do so. It's a, a list of top travel destinations for people living in India, Indonesia, Thailand, Hong Kong, and the Philippines. And this survey was done in June. The results came out in July. We have on with us Surab Sardana, the chief operating officer of Black Box Research. They did that report. Surab, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Neil. Glad to be on your show. Great to have you with us. So, Rob, you did this, this survey, and tell us about some of the top-line takeaways. Where do people around the region, these countries, India, Indonesia, Thailand, Hong Kong, Philippines, where do they want to travel post-lockdown when it's safe to do it? Right, Glenn. Glenn, just let me, you know, sort of set the context as to, you know, what this study was. So I think we, we surveyed more than 10,000 people across 17 different countries. And in Singapore, you know, we, we polled more than 500-odd people. I think we sort of covered like, you know, five broad information areas. You know, one, we actually checked their travel confidence, which was composite score, you know, made of, you know, how comfortable people are, you know, to travel internationally and how well they prepared, you know, their country is in reopening tourism and leisure activities. So that was the first thing. The second, I think we covered, you know, sentiments around travel, you know, where we measured global sentiments. Then, of course, I think we did dig deep into, you know, preferred destinations. And I think that's, that's where I think, you know, some, some very interesting findings came through and then travel expectations and future outlook. So I think these were the five broad areas, you know, which we covered. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know, Singapore is at the top of the list, you know, of travel destinations in Asia when it comes to post-lockdown travel. I think, um, you know, there are five countries that you mentioned. I mean, Indians, you know, Thais, Indonesians, Malaysians, Hong Kong and Filipinos, I think, who are like quite keen to travel, you know, to Singapore, because I think we expect that there will be a lot of pent-up demand. And I think that was that was expected. I mean, you know, once, you know, the whole lockdown got over on 2nd of June, you know, we also saw the same with restaurants in Singapore. I mean, you know, they were booked throughout the weekend. Yes, I think, uh, you know, there is surely a pent up demand within Asia. And I think Asians are like slightly more upbeat about traveling than, you know, Americans or, you know, people from Australia and New Zealand. So I think that's something which is also very interesting and I think something that Singapore can definitely capitalize on. And why do you think that is? Is it because Singapore has handled the pandemic reasonably well? We had to, you know, organize our migrant workers' dorms, but we seem to be on top of that now. Our infection rate is low, thankfully. Our death toll is really low Mm. on a global scale, which is great. So do you think that's where the confidence comes from? Or is it more that just Singapore is a very attractive destination anyway? I think it's a combination of a lot of factors. I mean, each country's travel confidence score reflects a balancing act between a number of different considerations, you know, the perceived importance of tourism to a country's economy. And I think Singapore has been, you know, like a tourism jewel within the region. I think, you know, actually a lot of travelers across, you know, the region or, you know, globally would want to come to Singapore, you know, because of its national branding. And of course, I think it's also, you know, something to do with, you know, national management of, you know, the COVID-19 cases. I think we've seen that, you know, it's been on a downward trend for like more than a month now. And I think, you know, Singapore has been very, very efficient in, in sort of, you know, managing, you know, sort of actually COVID-related cases. So, yes, I think, uh, you know, it's actually a combination, you know, actually of, uh, or, you know, actually of a lot of factors, you know, that has, that has led to this insight. Talking with Saurabh Sardana, the chief operating officer of Black Box Research in a new survey that's uncovered that uh, many of the countries around Asia 
people want to come to Singapore as a travel destination when they can finally get here. Now, the study also found that Singaporeans are interested in the local travel industry to find its footing again. According to your survey, I believe it was 93% of Singaporeans recognize that tourism is a major industry here and needs to get back on its feet. Tell us a little bit about that part of the survey. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, that was a very surprising finding. I think, you know, we, we, we actually did see that, you know, in our study, you know, uh, you know, when we asked people globally, you know, that are you, are you planning to take a trip in the next 12 months, you know, for vacations, almost about 45% globally said that, no, you know, we would want to wait till, you know, the situation is in control, you know, before we sort of, you know, go on our vacation. But then I think we actually followed up with a question and we said that, you know, would you want to travel, you know, within, within your sort of domestic market? And I think Singapore, you know, about, about 93% people acknowledge that, you know, tourism is a very, very important mm. part of their economy. And about 78% of Singaporeans are keen to support local travel attractions in the next 12 months. And I think this is actually in line with, you know, the recent announcements around, you know, Singapore Rediscover campaign and, you know, how, you know, about $300 million plus sort of credits, you know, you know, will be shared with Singaporeans, you know, to spend, you know, within the local market. So I think that's, that's something that's, you know, sort of evolving in, a, in actually a very positive way. There was one particular stat uh, that jumped out at me from your survey, which this will sound quite controversial. I found it slightly depressing. I- I'd be interested to get your take. The-, the stat that says on a global level, one in five will look to avoid business travel in the next 12 months. Now, the reason I found that slightly depressing is I was kind of hoping that figure would be a little bit higher because mm. in the age of Zoom and global technology, I would assume that we have found ways where we don't need to travel so much anymore. I thought that might be three in five or even four in five. But the fact that only one in five will look to avoid business travel tells me that four in five will look (laughs) to travel. And I'm quite surprised at how high that number is. What, What are your thoughts on that? I would say that, you know, businesses, uh, you know, around the world, I think, you know, they are still sort of making up their mind with respect to, you know, whether business can sort of, you know, happen digitally. Of course, I think, you know, there are some parts of the business that, you know, would require you to travel, you know, sort of actually take care, you know, of those business matters. If you also look at the timeline, I think, you know, when we did this study, we did this in June and, you know, this became a global problem, you know, really in, you know, towards the end of March and April. So I think, you know, businesses were like, you know, too early, you know, into sort of really deciding whether, you know, they would they would want to. But I think from what I've been hearing from folks, you know, in, in different companies, I think, you know, businesses are coming to term with yeah. the fact that we can, you know, manage business without traveling. And I think if you would have polled, you know, the same question now in August, I'm sure I think you would have seen about 40, 50 percent, you know, claiming that, you know, they can actually do without business travel. Speaking with Saurabh Sardana, Chief Operating Officer of Black Box Research, about a new survey out listing Singapore as the top destination for many countries once they are able to travel again. Just last night, we saw that Singapore will now allow a little bit freer travel between here and Brunei and also New Zealand. How do you think this will impact? Do you think we'll see a lot of people you know, head out just as soon as they can. I mean, of course, we still have uh, quarantine and uh, stay home notice restrictions for people coming back into Singapore, which I'm not exactly sure how that's going to relate to these two countries. But what do you expect? Do you think that's going to, we'll see a spike right away of people wanting to get out and get back into the world, at least to those two destinations? So you're absolutely right. I think the itch to travel is there. But I think what our study also showed that, you know, I think people are more confident to travel near to their home. Mm. I mean, you know, one would sort of avoid, you know, taking very long haul trips at this moment, because I think even people don't know, you know, how this will sort of really play out. And I think in post-lockdown travel, 
you know, how, you know, those experiences would really look like. And hence, I think, you know, that's something which is, which is very interesting that, you know, people are more interested to travel, you know, to neighboring countries first, you know, before, you know, they sort of, you know, take intercontinent, you know, sort of travel. So I think that's something which is, which is something will matter. And of course, I think actually the messaging and the advisory from government is, is also very important. More from a traveler perspective, I think we also know from our study that, you know, people are just, you know, actually not looking for that, you know, where they don't have to be quarantined. I think, you know, mm-hmm. when they travel for them, it's, it's part of the total experience. And hence, I think, you know, any country that sends out a message that, you know, we will take care of you, you will be safe when you travel here. And I think we'll manage your journey in a very seamless and in more of a contactless way. I think that will go a long way in, in assuring travelers, you know, to consider a particular location. Well, that ties in very nicely with my question. This idea of contactless, touchless travel. This is something that people are very, very concerned about and interested in. I was talking to an old friend yesterday. She's a regular traveller, but she said she will not travel again until there is as little contact with other people as possible. And some of your statistics I found fascinating. People in your study said that 44% will only use e-boarding passes, 40% want contactless journeys from airports to hotels. But a particular favorite of mine, 43% want touchless lavatories. <laughs> well, that makes sense. It does it? make sense. I mean, it's interesting to me that people are thinking about these kinds of things, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I think contactless travel probably, you know, will be the new mantra when we sort of get into post-lockdown travel. And hence, I think, you know, that would mean a lot of things for, you know, sort of different tourism boards and, you know, different countries. Of course, I think, you know, the infrastructure will have to be put into place, you know, just to ensure that, you know, people can sort of, you know, travel seamlessly and in a more contactless way. I think Singapore is, you know, well ahead of the curve, you know, if you just compare it, you know, within the region. And I think it can definitely capitalize on its strength, you know, for, you know, for making, you know, travel contactless. So, yes, I think that's something, you know, which will be important for people in future. And it just might mean, you know, more investments in infrastructure. But I think if you ask me, I, I also feel that, you know, private sector, you know, can play a very important role in actually supporting government in this case. I mean, hotels, you know, airlines, I think, you know, they all can sort of, you know, join hands and, you know, ensure that, you know, they are sort of, you know, giving that contactless experience, you know, to travelers, which I think would help the overall economy as such. Keep an eye on this sector to see what happens next, where the contactless travel comes from. In the meantime, Saurabh Sardana, COO of Black Box Research, thanks so much for being with us on Money FM. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you so much, Neil. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.